Okay, Father. Okay. This is it. This is it. Good morning. Good morning. This is it. A lot of times we thank God so much and we testify that we're not where we were before. And look how glorious it is for us to say that because we're not in that place anymore where we were before. Thank God for the testimonies that came forth that seemed so basic, but was so, you understand, powerful. Because of the simplicity of just being glad and not complicating the grace. When I was hungry, he fed me. When I was thirsty, you were thirsty, he given us drink. When I was 10 cents short, there goes a quarter in the couch. Now I have 15 cents more. Come on, somebody. Needing more gas at one point in time. God, I'm believing you. It's beyond E. Give me to the next place. And there goes supernatural strength in my car from God. We cannot be so soon to forget because we're not in those places anymore or encountering that anymore. We know that God is. We know that God did. We know that God still do. We know that God is doing. So we cannot leave him in the past and then try to skip the present and go straight to the future because many of us say, I'm not where I was and I'm not where I want to be, but I thank God for where I'm going. But in order to go where we try to go to get to that destination, we got to be thankful for right where we are. I'm up now, Father. We have to be thankful for where we are. Thanksgiving pays the way for more blessings to come to pass. Just like yesterday, we had no idea that you were going to hear me this way and that I was going to speak this way yesterday. But look at the nail. This is our nail. It wasn't our yesterday. It wasn't our tomorrow. It's our right now. Do you understand? We try to skip the right now. We want to skip that portion of God. The present of God. When we just thinking about the past. We thank you God for the past. You brought us out of to bring us into. We skip the present and go right to the future. God I'm believing you for what I seen. God I'm believing you for what I heard. But do you know if you thank him for where you are now. You're going to begin to realize. That I am where I seen. And I am right where I heard. You understand. Jesus. We cannot be so soon to forget. Even when we didn't have many places to go, house to house and hotel to hotel and car to car. Some of us went trailer to trailer, RV to RV, camper to camper, tent to tent. Thank God you were never outside on the ground in the mud, in the rain. Thank God that if that was your testimony, you're not there today. Come on. We have to release God yesterday and today, God, and forevermore. All in one. Because he's still the same. It's so important to embrace 66 books. And give us a cause and an effect of who God is. It shows us that there's a problem in every testimony in 66 books. And there goes a solution. The enemy did not change. He's still pressing around the same way. 
He's going to keep doing that till his time is up. And there goes God. Here comes God on our behalf the same way. The highest, the only. You know what greatness came out of the pandemic? Is that everybody was able to relate that they all encountered something like that together. It was globally done. And it caused many of us to be more relational. To come out more with things about how we feel. And there goes TikTok and there goes other, you know, sites that people are really engaging together and releasing what goes on in their home, on their job, talking about how they feel. People saying things and revealing things they never, ever thought they would reveal. Pray for my mother. She might get a heart surgery. Everybody has come together. Many have never did that. Because during that pandemic, it taught all of us that we need each other and that we are not alone. Because guess what? We were all affected by it. Whether it was emotionally, spiritually, economically, you understand, mentally. It caused all of us to know that we were not alone and that everybody experienced that at the same time. And now many are opening up the doors to their home and letting us in on their job, letting us in. I want to share my life, my family with you. Many of us never did that. We were really close in. If you didn't know us, you didn't know nothing. Now it's like, you know, here's a part of me you never seen. And that's going on a lot around the world. Regarding every nation. You see a little of every nation. And God created to be that way. Because we all can relate. God could go around and preach his own good news. But you know why he uses us? Because we're the ones who are relational as a three-part being. We're testifying that we went through a problem. And guess what? He brought us out and we received his solution. That's how he received glory. By us testifying. So we cannot hold back our testimony because we thinking that people are going to think we testifying and that we're not, you know what I'm saying? Saying what we ought to say and we telling too much and many of us thinking that we don't want to say anything at all because we don't want to tell nothing at all. People going to look at us different. I don't want no one to know I've been through that. But God brought you out of that. That's not where you are. That's not where I am now. That's where we were. And we're going further than that. You understand? We cannot forget what God brought us out of. Believe in God days for gas. Believe in God for more money on the job. Believe in God for peace of mind not to be worried up at night one day if we're going to get this paid. How many of us been angry at God before? If you can do this, then how come you're not doing it? And why won't you do it when I want you to do it so I can feel comfortable that it got done so I can stop asking you to do it? You know how many times God hear that every day, all day? You can do whatever you want. Why you choose not to do it then? You understand? There are many right now angry. Why you take my grandfather home? Why you take my child home? To God be the glory in all that we do. Your family member is not gone. Neither are they ever forgotten. Your family member is in the kingdom of God. They are not resting in peace. 
They are up and alert in peace. They are celebrating in peace. They are fellowshipping in peace. And trust me, where they are, they don't want to come back. But now that you are here, make the best of your time being here, knowing that they're watching you now. That's why it's so important to testify, because we've all been through. Why do you think God brought us through all the things we've been through? That many been through and went home. But he saw us through it as a living witness to bear witness. You in your car for a little bit. Guess what? I was in my car too. Now I'm in a place. Don't give up. I'm in a wrong relationship, but guess what? So was I. And look at me today. You were? Because guess what? We don't look like what we've been through. So people going to be like, well, you were. That's why it's good to testify because they cannot assume. That's why many feel, because the enemy has us to feel, we are all by ourselves. No one been through that but you. No one going to understand you. People going to look at you and laugh at you. No, there are many who been through it too. You understand. No one ever been through anything and no one else ever has. I don't care how horrific, how tragic, how nasty it may seem. Somebody else done the same thing as you. And that's why you are a living testimony. Do not hide and rob God of glory due to what the Lord has done for you and I. We're so glad we're not where we were. Many of us were begging back then and now we're lending now. Thank God for that. How many times we grew up eating the same thing? We was like, I'm tired of eating this, but guess what? Thank God we were eating something. Many of us grew up around filth, rats, and rodents. Thank God you had walls over your head and not living outside. Some of us had holes in our clothes, holes in our socks. Thank God it's not that way today. Let's not be so soon to forget because we have gotten from God. We can't get to forget. We haven't gotten for him to be forgotten. Ooh, I felt that. Hallelujah. Many of us say, I'm not where I want to be because we want more. We want the future. We want what we see. We want what we have heard. We can see just what we already seen. We want the visions and dreams to come to pass. But look at the visions and dreams that you are in right now. I am right now that we did not see back then. So we got to be grateful for the right now. The God of right now. The present right now. Father, I thank you for your mercy right now. Father, I thank you for the breakthrough right now. Father, I thank you for every promise right now. Father, I thank you that I'm walking in your plan right now. Father, I thank you that I know who I am right now. Father, I thank you that I know that I always have right now. Father, I thank you that I'm aware that I 
am rich right now. Father, I thank you that I pull from that reality and it becomes my reality clearly seen right now. Father, I thank you that I know my true identity in Christ right now. Father, I'm glad that I'm not angry right now. Father, I thank you that I have the joy of the Lord that is my strength right now. Father, I thank you that I am fixed. My heart is fixed right now. Father, I thank you that my mind is sane right now. Father, I thank you that I'm not a beggar, but I'm a lender right now. Father, I thank you for the right now. Father, I thank you for who you are in my right now. Father, I thank you right now. Here is my thanksgiving right now. Here is my praise right now. Here is me just giving everything unto you right now, regarding how I feel within right now. Here's every good thought because my mind thinks like you right now. Father, I know how to think. I know how to live. I know how to speak. I know how to feel. I know how to use my faith right now. I know how to trust in you and not look to the left or right right now. I know that I look upon the hills and the help come from the Lord right now. I know that God is for me. Who could be a Gets me right now. I know that God prepared a way of escape right now. I know that in a time of trouble, He hide me right now. I know that the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want right now. I know that God is best for me. He is my refuge. He is my provider. He is my way maker. He is not a liar. He is faithful. He is able. He is willing. He already finished. I'm just walking out with he already written. And I'm aware of that theology right now, supernaturally. I'm aware of who I am and what I'm called to do right now. I am not confused. I am aware right now. I am not insecure. I have confidence right now. I am not lost. I'm aware I've been found right now. I know that I am the chosen of God right now. I know that God knows me. I know that God is for me. I know God prepared a table before me in the presence of my enemy right now. And while I thank him right now and continue to thank him right now for everything that's happening right now, every miracle that's right here right now, every sign right now, everything that's happening for this day, this portion, this way where I'm talking to you right now, this second right now, I thank you for the downloads right now. I thank you for everything that's being deposited right now. I thank you for the end being so brand new right now. I thank you, God, for the fresh start right now, God. I thank you that I don't have to start over, but make a fresh start, God, right now. Oh, God, I thank you that my weeping turned into joy right now. Father, I thank you that I can sleep and not toss and turn right now. Father, I thank you that I don't have to look to the left or right and wonder what's going to happen right now. Father, I thank you that everything I'm saying is because I'm believing right now. God, I thank you. God, I thank you. God, I thank you. I would not skip the present and just go from the past and try to pull on to the future right now. Because what I do right now, I'm noticing that I'm seeing the future right now. Things I'm believing you to do, I'm seeing it right now because I'm thanking you for my right now. And when I keep thanking you right now, then I'm going to keep thanking you. Then I begin to see that I'm actually in what I'm waiting for you to do right now. Thank you, Jesus. I will never be so soon to forget. They know what to do. And now I know exactly what to do right now. Been hurt, heart been stripped, been rejected. Didn't know who I was. Didn't want to find out. Trying to become like the world. I thought the life with God was boring. Because we were taught it was too many restrictions. 
The world way looks so much fun than God's way. That's why we always say, hold on, I'm not ready. I'm not done yet to do it the world way. Because we don't testify God's way for real, for real. Because many of us on God's side looking like we feeling ways of the world side. I cannot be lonely walking with God. I cannot be frustrated and depressed walking with God. That's not any good news. That's not discipleship. That's not missionary work. That's not apostolic. That's not epistle. That's not anything good. Come on, somebody. I thank God no more arguing, fussing, and fighting. No south, east, or west. I thank God for everything that I have known and got to get to know and will find out. Thank you, God, for a mind like this. And that's the mind of Christ. Thank you, Christ, for sharing your way of thinking. Thank you. You did not give your life for nothing. If I have to stand up and say thank you today for what you did, then I still thank you today and forevermore for your blood shed for me, for all of us. For those who forgot to pray, I'm praying for them. For those who forgot to say thanks, I'm saying thanks for them. As an intercessor, because when you see me, you see them. There's no way I can love you and not love them. I love them just as much to for them to receive what I'm receiving in my life right now that they receive right now. There been times we had jobs and we was like, we don't want this job. We didn't even want to get up and go to work to that job. Because we always got somebody on a job who want to be lazy on a job. Don't want to come to work. You understand that we be the ones who come to work and they want to work us to death. When we want to call out for once out of five years. Why you got to call off? Man, somebody call off every week. The same person. Come on, somebody. We got to learn how to receive appreciation from God and not others. Because you and I can put in a lot of time, effort, and energy in something, and people won't even recognize it. Just give you a thank you. No, nothing else. But thank God. That all of heaven celebrates for every accomplishment that you and I have ever accomplished right now. We don't have to dress up our lives. Listen to the word of the Lord. Many of us look like what we cannot actually release. Hear what I'm saying from God. Many of us look like what we cannot actually release. That means many of us have to look as to what we want to look like. But when it's time to release what we look like, we can't because we don't have that inside. That's like, for example, if I go on a job interview and sell myself as a Yale alumni, not even aware my employer is also a Yale alumni. I wasn't aware because I was trying to sell myself with the look to make myself look better than how I actually don't even know that I actually am, but don't even know who I am. So I'm going to try to dress it up on the outside. And there goes an encounter. They're asking me things I don't even know. So what's the mascot? What's the hand? They was like, what's, what's the handshake? Let's do the handshake. And we don't even know what they're talking about because we've never even been to Yale. Many of us are dressing up as we're not and it's time for people to think that we are and they're going to try to connect and we don't know what to do or say because we're dressing up what we cannot even deliver. And many of us are dressed up and God said we're dressing up as if we, we are ready for marriage. It's not everybody. God said he's not marrying fast like he used to do because too many covenants inside his will are not on the same page like they used to be anymore. And God said, I'm not marrying quick as I used to. 
Because many that are in my will, that have married in my will, have received my covenant, have became one, but still walking as if they're two. And I'm not marrying quick like I used to. Because people need to discover who they are before I connect anymore, ever again, say of God. Too many court cases without being in the court system. Too many approaching God in a way not to be approached. He is not to be approached with anger, unforgiveness. God said too many of us have been married and he married us because we're in love and it's his will. But many of us didn't go through no process. That's why many of our processes now are more longer than it ever been. Because he's not marrying as fast, but you will get married very soon. But it's not going to be for many of us today. Hallelujah. Because God say many of us are broken and many of us need to be broken. Many of us are broken hearted, broken minded, broken spirit. We still thinking about the old ways that happened to us and try to bring it into a new with somebody who really cares. Many of us men and women are very insecure with someone who is secure, who will never cheat on us or lie us. And we think it's going to be them because whatever everybody else did, we didn't go through that process properly because we was rushing to get married because we love. Now, many of us going through a process while we are married. And God said he's still being caught in that cautious, but, you know, he's not doing it as fast as it was at first regarding even the counseling. Because many other counselors need counseling, too. Tell the truth. Shame the devil. It seemed like what we always look up to need what we need, too. And that's why God said he's not doing things as fast as he did before because of those reasons. It don't look like I'm going to you to help me and my husband. You understand? And you have your husband on the couch. And God sees that that we don't see. God said many of us women and many of us men taking advantage of great people because they love us. No one should have to hide back they love because they feel they're going to be taken advantage of. All of that shouldn't be happening in a new covenant. So don't think that is something about your money, man or woman of God. Don't think it has anything to do with where you live, man or woman of God. Don't think it's nothing about you personally, woman, man of God. God say, if you want to put it on anybody, put it on him, woman and man of God. While you're not married yet, but your marriage, your covenant is right in your face. God said he's just not doing it as fast as before because he's actually dealing with the covenants that's already existing before he connect us right now. Do you get what I'm saying? He can't neglect them and marry us. Hallelujah. Because they are an example for us. That's what God is saying to say to you right now. Women and men of God. Who he said you're preparing for merge. Not those God. I don't know who it is. No for those who know who your spouse is. And you know you're in a season of preparing to be married. And you're wondering where, how, what, okay, is it me? Because sometimes you can think, is it me? Is it something I need to get or don't have or need to do? 
What is it? Something I don't know about me. God says nothing about you or them. Because I can do anything. I want to. I want to. But I'm just not going to do it as quick as I used to. Because I have to get those together that are married now. Before I connect you. They already connected. But it looks in my presence as if it's disconnecting. I didn't create no covenant say of God to be unequally yoked in my will. You must remain on the same page. Many of you have turned the page. Many of you have closed the book. Many of you can't tell or talk to each other anymore. Many of you are dressing it up on the outside. And I live with you. I live in you. I see what you do. And it's not to dispose you. You have to come to me. Both of you. You can't blame her. He can't blame you. You are one. Like we are one. Or one accord. To every husband. You are the responsible one. God is not going to go to the wife. He's going to come to you. He didn't look for Eve. He didn't look for Sarah when he came with the angels. He came straight to Abraham. Even when Sarah laughed, the angel skipped Sarah and went straight to Abraham. She laughed at me. He could have said, Sarah, why you laugh? No, Adam, Abraham, Eve, deceive. I'm calling you, Adam. I saw that. I was there. I'm everywhere as your God. Now, when it comes to Abraham, he walked past Sarah. I'm coming to you, Abraham, because you're the responsible one. And this is how Abraham took his authority back in the marriage as being the head of the marriage, being a responsible one in the marriage. He could have been quiet with Sarah because you could tell how much he loved Sarah because he listened to Sarah regarding Hagar. He could have said, no, I'm not doing that. My father said, don't. And he said, we getting Isaac. We, Isaac only coming from you. So he kept listening to her because he usually do what she asked sometimes, like many other husbands do. And he listened and God got on him very well. And her too, because there goes a delay. Now when it's their time for it to be positioned again, there goes restoration. God come with two angels. Should I hide from Abraham this thing I'm about to do in Sodom and Gomorrah? And God knew he wasn't going to hide it from Abraham. He counseled them. Sometimes God will come to you and I for us to release back to God what we learned due to our time spent with him. Just so we can know due to what he asks where we are with him. Because he knows, he wants us to know, so we won't blame him for not being what we want to be. Because it's not because of him, it's because of us. And he wants us to see where we are spiritually. And he's going to counsel us, providing us opportunities for prosperity, and many of us think it's trouble, it's trials, negative motives. When walking with God, we are of success. Walking with God, we are of truth. Walking with God, we are of on top of a thing. Walking with God, we are, you know, above and never beneath. Walking with God, we always win. So how can we ever think about anything to be, you know, lost or lose? We think we lose it when we got to build. No, that's an opportunity to believe that God is. 
We got to be to a place, you know what? He don't even care if the lights cut off or cut on. God, I'm still going to believe in you. That's where he wants us. This car shut down today, oh my God. I'm not walking no worry. I'm going out trusting in you. Whatever it be, it, it's because you wanted to be. And my son taught me that when he was six years old. If I don't have it and you don't have it because God don't want us to have it. If he want us to have it, it'd be here. Isn't that what you said, mom? And I'm like, yeah. Let me stop crying. Yeah. You understand? My God. Believe in like that. He has an I don't care attitude. And many like, he just don't care. And it's not the care to care about. It's the care to cast down. He never had any cares. <laughs> and he never will. They was like, any, all the other kids care about, you know, different things, you know, around that we've been around. And not every child. I'm talking the ones that we've been around. They've been caring. He don't care about that. It's not easy when I ask my son, what do you want from the store? Just pick out whatever. I'll get it. I don't care how much it is because he never asked. I'll give you whatever. What is it? I'm still waiting. And that was last Christmas. Write something down. Anything. He make up stuff. Just to say stuff. Because he don't care. He just that grateful. Whatever you get. Jesus my God. Raising a child in the way he should go. And it took some, huh, it took a lot of me crying, me, you know, stomping my feet, fasting, praying, cutting out scriptures, putting it in his pocket. It took him a while to talk and walk because of the surgeries. Had over nine surgeries when he was born. Heart rate dropped five times. They had to revive him five times. And I just thank God that I have a great kid. I have a very, very great kid. And it's because of my parenting. And I thank God for that. So God is saying to say to you. You seek in marriage is not anything that you are doing wrong. You're doing exactly what you're supposed to. It's just that God said he's not marrying as fast as he did before all the other generations. Because, you know, many covenants need his attention right now. To be an example. Because it doesn't look right if he just marry, 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 marry. And just about majority of the marriages are falling. It's like, okay, so where's the ministry? So we have to set an example for those who are failing before he could come to us. But trust me, you don't have long to wait at all because he can do whatever he want, when he want, at the blink of an eye. You understand? 
sometimes we ask God for things, then when they come, we just, you know, I didn't know it was going to be like that. See, he don't want that for us. It's a lot of work. He already worked it out regarding anything. There are going to be challenges. There's challenges in everybody's life. Single or married. But I thank God for Abraham taking his authority back. Because when the angel heard Sarah laugh, he went straight to Abraham. And the same woman that caused you to you know, walk out the will of God and be deceived by sleeping with Hagar. Now, you got to look at that picture for a second. Do you know how uncomfortable that had to be? Many play with that scripture like, of course, who wouldn't want to sleep with another woman if your wife telling you to? No, he didn't want to because she had to keep asking because he knew what God meant. And think about Hagar, how uncomfortable that was. Can you lie down with my husband and have a baby? A baby by him? Why I got to have his baby? But you can't mouth off because she worked for them. As a handmaid, concubine don't matter. You're working for them. You're like a nanny for them. Without a baby. Like a Belvedere. A Benson. You get it. <laughs> And she did. And Sarah got so jealous that she started mistreating Hagar. Hagar, like, I only did what you told me to do. Look at you being pregnant with my husband, babe. You told me to. She had to go the whole nine months with that. And then Abraham feeling bad. Like, you told us to. Oh, you gonna, oh, you really did it? You told me to do it. Oh, you really gonna go through it anyway, though? I didn't think he was gonna actually really, really do it. Look, woman, you're not going to confuse me. I did what you told me to do. She going through that process, watching the whole entire pregnancy and looking at Abraham, her husband. Now she giving you what I can't, which God said I can, but I don't want to wait. The baby come, Ishmael, she started mistreating both of them. She hated it so bad that she wanted them out of her house. And Abraham listened to his wife, but he made sure he sent them off, you know, properly. But he felt so bad. I'm sorry, y'all. I don't want y'all to leave, but, you know, this is what she, you know. I can't have her keep disrespecting y'all like this. Looking at a part of him, but not a promise, which is Ishmael. Sent them off. And there goes God with two angels. And she laughed. And he went straight to Abraham. She laughed at me. Now, Abraham took his authority back. She said, I didn't laugh. She lied to her husband. I didn't laugh, Abraham. Oh, but you did, woman. So he took his authority back. I'm not listening to you now. I'm listening to God. You deceived me once with Hagar. You're not going to deceive me again. Not going to deceive me again. Do you, can you imagine how Adam had to feel listening to Eve? Knowing that it was the wrong thing to do, but just considering what shouldn't be considered. And now both of y'all getting kicked out and 
He know he was born first. He was made, created first. Not born, but created first. And now this woman that came out of you calls you to both of y'all to. Now she looking at you with that look on her face, and you looking like you know I ain't gonna be, I ain't looking like I'm mad, but I'm pissed. You understand? Hallelujah. God said many of us as wives are where the husband's supposed to be. Because the husband said, go to my wife about everything. Ask her. She know everything. No. She's not the head of the marriage. She may know a lot of other things, but you cannot sin. I, we cannot consider the woman to be the one who do everything. Because we are one. You understand? cannot have the husbands to do everything. Marriage is not for us to sit back and kick back and relax. And while they work, we at home doing nothing. For those who want that. You know how many women want that? I'll be a housewife, sure. Where you at? Sit at home. I'll cook. I'll clean. I don't care. Where you at? And there's nothing wrong with that. If he don't think there's something wrong with that, I don't know. That's y'all ministry. <laughs> I'm going to get out of that. You understand? And God have to break some of us women and some of us men who feel like we too independent for to have anybody. I don't need you for that. I got it myself. Do that myself. You could be needing any help so bad. I got it myself. <laughs> Being stubborn. And I was that person. <laughs> Need that? Do it myself. Give you an example. Something small like uh, getting something untied that you can't untie. A huge knot that's just stuck. Want me to help you? I can get it. No, I got it. <laughs> I said, I can help you. No, I got it. Let me do it. <laughs> And just struggling and struggling and struggling. And then you wind up giving up. And they get it and just bam, just take it out. Here you go. I could have done that. Stuff like that. <laughs> and God said, that's happening too much, guys. God said, when it comes to a man that's a husband, this is for some people, listen to this. Because there's nothing wrong with this. And many of us thinking that it is, it's nothing wrong with it. God will have some people to have a man. He will provide for a man to work and provide for the home and everything. And the wife be at home attending to the home. God has some covenants like that. And God say, don't you be ashamed of your covenant being like that. Because some people who covenant is not like that. You cannot let everybody in on information that God only shared with you and your husband like that. Because some people try to tear down your ministry before you even get started like that. You understand? Because some women want what God don't have for them. To be that way is for you. Like there are some women who have a husband that just say, you know what? I made this amount. Take this portion and go buy you and the kids some things. Now you got the day to go buy you, your kids, and your husband some house things. 
during the day and there goes a wife that's on a clock that's watching and see you out there and look at you and try to tear you down. Well, you, well, real women work. But for real, for real, they wish they had that, but don't want to say that because they don't have that and don't want to look like, you know, they did something wrong because that's why they don't have that. So instead, try to tear you down in the midst of it. That's why you got to really be strong as a woman regarding your place in your ministry and don't let people walk in and try to tell you what to do regarding your ministry. And sometimes we put too many people in our ministry and we wonder why they know what they shouldn't be knowing at all regarding our ministry. It's sacred. Sacred means holy and divine and for those who are, it's for. Those who is for. Hallelujah. It's not for everybody to be in and know and try to, you know, tell you what to do that God didn't tell him to tell you or tell me. Because every covenant is different. Some women try to tear you down because you're sitting at home with your kids because God have you and have your husband, you know, he's having him to have so it can be that way. And many looking like, okay, why? So just looking at how God has their marriage to be that way because every marriage is beneficial for their purpose. It has nothing to do with a man pampering a woman. No, God is the one who put that thing, all those things in his hand to do whatever for his entire family in that home. And some men do it the correct way and some men make mistakes. Do you understand? If you're a person who spend more than you ask God, then you need to, you know, go to God about your overspending. If you too tight and God want you to release and so go to God about you being tight. Because that's going to mess up your ministry as a man of God. And it's going to frustrate your wife as your help. Because she's going to start looking at other people's merchants being a success and running smoothly because y'all's are chaotic. And then start trying to tear somebody else's down. And us women got to stop sitting around each other talking too much with each other and men too because the information that's going around is tearing up the ministry instead of building it up. And y'all holding us up who want to get married. I'm just fine. <laughs> Merch is what God says it is. There's no rush. I realized that today. There is definitely no rush. And I was rushing because I wanted what God said to me. But there is no rush. And it's like now that you're chilling and you're not rushing, you're just enjoying your walk and your journey. It seems like that's right. Yet God keep putting that right in your face. When you think about everything else, God put that very thing right in your face. When you stop caring, I stop caring about it so much to the point it becomes a distraction. Hallelujah. No, hallelujah. Some women are to, you know, work and their husbands work. Maybe doing something together, collaborating together. Does it matter? Leave it up to God. Cannot compare ministries. Cannot consider somebody to be better than yours because there's different than yours or less than yours because it's different than yours or mine. Keep our noses and our mouths, our personal opinions out of people's covenants with God. And enjoy our covenant spent. There's nothing wrong with a wife being at home. That don't mean she's lazy. No, there's a lot of work to do at home for real, for real.
Because I had a home for a lot of people. Working with them daggone, we ain't going to say daggone, with those beautiful infants. <laughs> Jeez, uh, 16 every day. That was our home. I was a housewife for 16 families. Nine hours a day with 16 kids. Sometimes 10 or 12 hours if they have aftercare. And before, I have to know each child's schedule. Making up a chart. Okay, this child on formula. This child on breast milk. This child can't have milk. This child, we had to do color coordinations. Not to mix up anything. This child has allergies. This child eat this. This child sleep at this time. Okay, this family have these instructions. These instructions. This child this, 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 this. This child wear diapers. This child wear cloths. We have because it's different cultures. Some cultures don't do diapers. Some believe in recycling. We had somebody coming in with a cloth. Like baby Huey. I'm trying to tell a cloth. What are we gonna do with the cloth? You gotta wash it out when it's done. Oh, 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 oh. You know, I, 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 I. I'm trying to tell you. Quit. <laughs> Jeez. Because I'm sick of it. Try to tell you. And I begin to love it. And I begin to love it. And I just follow the instructions. It was a lot. 16 at once. I wasn't by myself. No, I had a team. But I was the responsible one for the whole classroom. Both sides, A and B. Four on this side, three others on this side along with me. And I was the responsible one as the head teacher in the class. If something go down, I'm irresponsible. Somebody accidentally got breast milk. Somebody else's mother breast milk. I was responsible. And I didn't do it. Somebody let somebody's child sleep too long and they went home and they was up all night. I got in trouble for that. <laughs> so I had to make sure my team, make sure that they stay on top of their thing, they game. Because some parents don't want their children to take no naps. I want them to go to bed when they get home. So to go through all that, I can imagine how it is when you at home with your kids. That's a job by itself. Cooking, cleaning, taking care of the kids, this and that, that, that. That's a job. It's a job without pay. But you know what you get paid with? Love. <laughs> you know, burping and all kinds of bodily fluids thrown at you. God, smiles, cries. But what you really get is a beautiful family that God has blessed you with. Hallelujah. Don't allow no one in you. I keep feeling to say that to you. Don't allow people to be in your ministry, guys, your boys. Oh, well, my wife got to do that. Well, my wife ain't going to be doing it. Well, she didn't. No, don't compare your wives, boys, men, excuse me. And us ladies, don't compare our husbands or our lives. Sometimes we talk too much and people start trying to tear down. Your husband may love touching you. Their husband, you know, may not want to be touched. I don't know. You can't talk about all of that. People want to start feeling a certain way. How come I don't have that and you do? Everything is not for everybody. We don't have to say much. It's clearly demonstrated how we are at home because we look like we are. And we are, you know, bearing fruit from our labor. 
I just feel to say that God say, say that in the atmosphere. A woman that work at home is just as, you understand, much as a man working on a clock. Don't think she's at home doing nothing. Yeah, it may be breaks in between, like you get breaks in between your job. Don't you ever worry if the money seems like you could need her income to get a job. Because I feel in my spirit some men and some women came together and said, I'm going to work because I need to help you out. But the thing is, you just waited too quick and not wait long enough. You gave up, let me say that way, too quick right before the breakthrough of, you know, finances just, you know, just increasing. Jesus. Acceleration. Sometimes we give up before the breakthrough comes. We worrying and we panicking. God is our God. He gave us these kids. What you think you want to do? Have us to be out on the street? Come on. We have to really trust in who we say we serve and trust. I can't call him Jehovah Nisi and I don't think he's my victory. Neither are banner to become victorious. I cannot call him Jehovah Jireh. He's not my provider. I'm trying to tell you. God will never have any of us to be married to someone who's not doing what they're supposed to do and don't want to have no intentions to hallelujah he's on the subject of marriage right now because he's restoring many marriages before he bring together many more that's what he's doing right now hallelujah Many are wondering right now, where is my person? Where is they at? I know who it is. Where they at? You understand? Just be patient a little while longer. And before you know it, he or she is right in your face. And once they're in your face, <laughs> they won't leave. <laughs> and you wouldn't want them to. No. Hallelujah. Just don't ever keep nothing from them, say of God. Don't ever keep nothing from your spouse. Don't ever keep nothing. Don't ever let your spouse find out something from somebody else that you and I could have said. You understand? That's what God wanted to say about marriage. He just keeps saying, a housewife has the hardest job. <laughs> oh, God. And God don't use the word hard. I'm saying hard, but you know. You know what he means. It's just as much. He's saying people think that a woman that work at home don't do much. Oh, she get breaks, but she do a lot without the breaks and between the breaks. Some women don't have no breaks. Some ready to pull their hair out. You understand? Some people, you know, children just... They are all different. We got to follow God. What do you want us to do with our kids? We can't do what we want. We have to do what God wants. Hallelujah. So to every marriage that God is restoring, know that instead of going to God alone, go to God together. Talk more together. Do things together. I don't care if it's playing cards. 
engage doing something together. And if you are a woman that be at home, I know you probably got a lot to do. Just try your best that when he get home, have that cooked meal for him. Have that meal. And if you don't cook, then have something ready for him. A man should not have to come home and cook after working, ladies. A man should have to come home to excuses why things didn't get done, ladies. And God had me to teach all this because he brought me out of the wrong way of living, ladies. I feel like Apostle Paul in a different direction. <laughs> because Paul, Apostle Paul, he, you understand, had the Jews, you know, persecuted, killed. And the same man, you know, been born again. And he said, I have wronged no man. So here I go. I have married no man. <laughs> And there's always going to be somebody. What about this? What's this thing here? What's there? What's this? Be quiet. You know what I mean. God. Let me sound like Paul for a second. <laughs> you understand? But seriously, God will use that very same thing that the enemy tried to use for evil. And God to turn it around for good. And for us who are in relationships and marriages that we feel that is not God. Let God finish what he started in your life. Only he can do what he can do regarding it. Don't go to other people talking about it. And I'm talking about the sense as to getting advice for them that do not benefit what God is saying concerning it. But sometimes you can be so quick to say, bye. And that may not be bye. It may be a day away from a breakthrough that you like, hold on, you the same person. You understand? So, just wait on God regarding everything. But God will also show us through people's actions as well. You know, he will answer us through actions. You still not, you still don't, you still don't care. You know, you still the same way. Because I know me, and when I found out what I have caused, even unaware, but became aware, I would never, ever, I can never, ever, you understand? It's like begging, don't, you know, be angry, please. Like, forgive me. A lesson learned. I would never take you for granted again. I would never. That's how you really know if a person really care. Because they will pretty much show you the sincerity of how bad they really feel. And you would know and you will believe, yeah, they would never do that again. Because so many, so many people have really begged and they never did it again. And I'm one of them. Never take for granted. Never pass up. Never take lightly what God placed before me. And I thank God for my pastor's testimony because that's their testimony. They were in court to get a divorce. And they both turned around. No, we're not doing this. I'm sorry for what I've done. Please forgive me. I'm never hurt you again. And it never happened again. Look how prosperous they are. 
One out of many merges. Come on, somebody. So many other testimonies, too, of couples that we see every day. Like, oh, wow. Because it don't look like what they've been through. If a person is really sorry, you're going to know it. They're going to show it. I'm sorry. Never meant to hurt you. I messed up. If I didn't care, I wouldn't be saying nothing. I'd be like, oh, well. No, we know when somebody's sorry. Because I'm a living witness. I was traumatized. I was really traumatized. God had to really help me. I lost weight. I lost hair. I was losing a great sense of life. There's one thing I always stood on. I would never, ever hurt anyone. Because I know what it feels like to have my heart hurt. Not even in a relationship. It could be anyway. My heart was hurt when my father left. He had to leave. He's in prison. Since I was five. That's 30 something years ago. And a little girl should never have to encounter walking away from her dad and wondering why he can't go home with them. Why I got to see you behind glass? Why you can't come back home with us? That hurted me. And I never thought that I would have that for someone. But I thank God. Never again. Hallelujah. There been times we thought people cared about us and took us for granted and they didn't even say nothing. I don't care if you want a job or anything. Hey, that's what you thought. That's, I mean, that's your fault. You know what? Bye. <laughs> you don't care, obviously. Bye. Got time for that. And it make us feel, you know, even if we want them to fight for us back, and some don't. We feel like, okay, you don't want to fight for me. You know, you don't want to, you know, ask for me back. You don't want to show that you even care. Then you're not for me. And that's how I felt about any person that I had in my life. Relational or non-relationally. No. Take me for granted and keep doing it. And sometimes we give people chance after chance. Even friends and family. Okay, I hang out with you again. Okay, now you keep competing and comparing me every time I come around you, cousin. I don't want to come around you anymore. You keep competing and comparing. Is that why you want me around? Huh, friend? Quote, unquote, friend? You want to just keep showing me what you have? I'm proud of you. How many times you want me to say it? I'm glad. Do you want me to want your stuff? Come on, somebody. If a person really loves you, they're not going to want to let you go. Friends, family, whoever. They're going to they're gonna be willing to say, I'm sorry. And sometimes we just cave in so fast, we don't give them a chance to even be broken enough. To come to a point in a place, you know what? I don't need this. I don't need you. Because majority of the time, those who mistreated us need us. But don't want to come out and say it so they mistreat us. Just don't know how to be broken and say, you know what? I need you to help me be a better person, can you? 
you think that's too scrawny or too wimpy, then I think it's wimpish that you can't be honest. That goes to any family, friend, or crew. You understand? This don't went on. Won't he do it? Greater is he who's in us than he's in the world. I love you.